So again, good morning, friends, family, Facebook, I mean Facebook, Zoom, family. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to have to take off my glasses. So. Um, so for those of you who don't know me, my name is Diana Jackson. I've been here um, with one church about six years and um, been blessed. I've been blessed. For those of you who do know me, obviously you heard me say family because I consider everyone my family. Everyone is my brother. Everyone is my sister. And so um, I just thank God for this opportunity to share what he's done in my life. Um, this time, this month, we share many um, testimonies. And basically, that's where you're going to hear from me. And as um, Kat said, it's just going to be a snippet because God has been so faithful in my life. Um, I actually need it. I'm, I do apologize, but I'm going to have to get my phone for just a moment because I needed it for something. Sorry about that. Because I don't want to miss a point. Okay. <laughs> yes, I do need this. Okay, so I pray, first of all, that my testimony will continue to encourage me and that it will encourage you all to know that God still lives. He's still in the miracle working business. He still guides. He's still God. Amen. So a little side note, you may hear me say, Daddy, I'm still referring to God. I'm still referring to our Lord. And sometimes it'll be a little hard for me to contain myself because that's just Diana. I'm just being honest. It's just Diana. I'm going to be Diana today. All right? I'm going to be Diana. So I'll start with uh, my childhood. So just to say, um, God played, has played a major part in my life. Um, from a very, very young age. Now, I'm not saying I had a relationship with God, but I can tell you when I was very young, I experienced a lot of trauma in my life, and I'm certain everyone in this room has had some form of trauma. But what I can tell you is that I remember having conversations with God early on, asking him, God, why are you allowing this to happen? I sat in church, I hear the word, I hear him say, I am a protector, I'm a healer, I'm a deliverer, I'm a restorer, I want that. What makes me different not to get that? But we know God is, if you don't know, God is no respecter of persons. When he says it, he means it. So again, I continue to ask him, God, why are you not protecting me? So I'm going to share three particular scriptures that are dear to me today. I'm going to share Jeremiah 29, 11 that says, for, the, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. I'm going to share, and I will incorporate these into my message. James 5, 16 to confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. And Ephesians 4, 2, always be humble and gentle. 
Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. I'll call this next part what I call is my inner promise from God. Because as I continue to ask him, God, why are you not protecting me? He, I don't know if it was in my head. I don't know if it was in my heart. It could have been both. But I could hear him say, I'll take care of you. I'll get you through this. But it didn't look like that. It didn't feel like that. I didn't feel like he was getting me through it. I didn't feel like I wanted to continue to go on. But I realized that I, I didn't feel that way because of what was happening to me. I didn't feel like I fit in. And you, we know that trauma has a way of making you feel like you don't fit in, right? It makes you feel like you're isolated. But that's not God's will. That's not his purpose. So that's what we call evil in the world. So I use words that we tell our children, don't ever use, not about yourself, not about anybody else. I use words to describe myself as dumb. Actually, I would say to God, I this was my question, my signature. God, why didn't you make someone dumber than me? Why did I have to be the stupidest person in the world? That's not nice. That's, you know, we don't say that. But, but God. So again, that was in my hurt head. And don't worry, it does get better. Um, <laughs> to say I was a troubled child, was, it really was an understatement. But what I will say is I was illiterate. So when I was going to, I began to go to a therapist. And a therapist tried to explain to me that because I tried to block out my childhood is that I was blocking out the ability to learn. If you keep listening, you'll find that that wasn't true. It may have been 1% true, but it wasn't entirely true. So, and again, I believe I was a little bit too young to have a personal relationship with God, but this is why I called it my inner, inner, inner promise. Um, mentally, I was in two places at one time. I was in the place of hearing God say, it will be all right, experiencing the trauma, but I still had hope. I feel like that's one thing God has gifted me with, is the gift of hope, the gift of at least being uh, tenacious, the gift to persevere. So that in itself, I feel like is a gift. So yes, I trusted him to comfort me, hmm, to comfort me. Comfort in my, in my eyes was take away the pain. That's comfort for me. I, I, I am, I'll be honest, I like comfort. I do, I like comfort. But I know God, I know he's good. So no matter, and now know that now, no matter had he answered, had he not, he's still good. That doesn't take away God's goodness. So yes, I expected my troubles to go away. But now I understand comfort can be strength. Comfort can be encouragement. That comfort could be hope. He's comforting me. So, and again, 
I'm, I'm that person that like optimism, not necessarily because it makes me feel good, but it does. I, I, I do like to feel good, but primarily because I believe God is still in the miracle working business. He is still in the miracle working business. You wanna, I, I looked up that word miracle. In the Oxford's definition, it says, a surprising welcome event that is not explained by the natural or scientific laws and is therefore considered to be the work of a divine agent. How simple is that? In the natural, I didn't put oxygen in my breath this morning. Is that a miracle? I consider it a miracle. So I'm saying I look for miracles. Every day I experience miracles. I experience miracles. So again, God's word in me, explaining that when we're sitting in a place of worship, when we're speaking to one another, God has ways of doing things. He has ways of answering us. And sometimes I know for myself, I downgraded those things. I had questions and we would sit and have a conversation, Eva or I, I'm whoever, and those questions would be answered. But Eva may get the credit. So why may get the credit? Instead of me giving God the credit, God answered that for me. He spoke, but he just used another vessel instead of speaking directly to me. He's God. He's good. He does anything any way he wants to do it. Right? So again, due to the low self-esteem, I didn't graduate from high school. I struggled. I struggled, and because of low self-esteem, there was so much anger, depression, and just to say the least, just a lot of things. And I believe we're all the same. We, we, again, we sat in worship, we sat in Bible studies, and we have desires, we have hopes. Some of us are asking God to take things away. Some of us are asking God to give us, give us that husband, you gotta be in a car accident to do that. No, that's a little, <laughs> that's our little <laughs> Bible study side joke. <laughs> but anyway, to <laughs> so we all have these questions. God, where are you in this particular area? So I wanted a good job. What defines a good job? I wanted to get a job where I can help people. Right? So that was my definition of a good job. So this was things I was asking God. So fast forward a little bit to my teen years. We're just going to stay there just a little bit because we'll just sum it up as all over the place. That's it. When I say all over the place, I will allow each one of you to fill in the blank and it will all be true. So all over. <laughs> it will all be true. So just all over the place, okay? So again. I dropped out of school. I wanted an education. I wanted, to, I wanted to go to school. So I began to study for my GED. So I'm explaining to you the way the GED was set up when I went to take it. Um, you had to study a particular portion. So example is, I studied the math portion. 
and then I was going to the facility to take the math, math portion of the test. So unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that, so I went to um, take the math portion. I took the entire test. And so they did not give me the results, and I get back to the school where I was studying, and then she said to me, you were only supposed to take the math portion. I said, I didn't know. And she said, well, congratulations, you passed all of it. So that, for me, again, I said, I see you, God. I see you. I see you. So I start believing in him. So I am not the best at time frames, but I'm going to do my best here. So again, in my, so fast forward a little more, in my early 20s, I uh, went to work for a temporary agency. And so my job was simply filing, filing. And so simple job, right? Numerical, alphabetical order. So while I was doing that job, I don't know what I did wrong, but I had a coworker say to me, um, Diana, don't you know how to do anything? I was already had low self-esteem. But God always had a plan. My, another co-worker overheard our conversation, so she pulled me in her office. She said, I want you to come in here. She said, I want you to hear something. I believe this was actually the pivotal part of my life. She said, some people learn things at five. Some don't learn it until they're 15. Some may not get it until they're 50. The same information, the same information. How is that, God? Because God is on time. He does things the way he wants to do them, when he wants to do them, when he wants to do them. So, and she, she said to me, I will show you everything I know. I, right now, I cannot tell you that lady's name. I labeled her on this paper as an angel because shortly thereafter, she left the bank. So she was the person that wrote the specs for the bank to say what the checks should look like, et cetera. And she taught me so much that while they was waiting to get another person, they was, I was there to provide them vital information because of God, because of God. I didn't need to know her name. All I needed to know is God works. God had a plan for my life, Jeremiah 29, 11. He had a plan to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me hope in a future. So a little bit further, I wanted to go to college. I wanted to do things in life. I wanted to have a life just like you, are you, are you. So I did. I said, well, what can I do? I can barely read. So I'll go to culinary school. Not that there's anything wrong with culinary if it's your passion. But I forgot about the fact that you still have to read the books. You still have to read the books. But God, because I had professor, professors that would sit with me, tutor me, and go over and beyond. Go over and beyond. So, one of my favorite movies, um, no. <laughs> it's actually a movie called The Shack. 
I don't know if you ever watched the shack, but there is a particular scene, and, and I'm, I'm show you how I'm tying this in because we want things, we envy, we're jealous, and you know we just don't know people's story. But this particular scene, and are we hurting? And we can't again figure out why God is allowing it. But in this movie, the shack, this individual who was harmed repeatedly. Um, he was given a vision where he was actually being judged by God. And, and being judged by God, he could not let go of the anger of the person that harmed him. But what God did was allow him to see not just the person who harmed him, but the, his parents and their parents and their parents to see he had pretty much no control and I hear it so often in our society, where you're grown now, you have control, and we do. But it takes work. It takes us being patient. It takes us being humble and gentle with people while God is working in their and our lives. Right? That's the Ephesians 4.2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. For me, it's because of the love I receive, right? Because if I plant a watermelon seed and I harvest a cantaloupe, I'm gonna be a little thrown off, but it's the same way. If I plant love and patience, I'm gonna get love and patience back. We have to plant what we want back. We don't, you know, not treating others the way they're treating us, but the way we want to be treated. So at the end, uh, today we'll sing a little song, and, and it's called The Blessing. And it's basically the benediction is what we do. We bless you as you leave. Um, so it speaks about blessings over your children and their children. Um, and what I want for my children and their generation is to receive the blessings the seeds, and that's why I plant good seeds. I want them, when I'm long gone, I want my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren to be blessed. I used to think that I had entirely messed up my children's life. It's a horrible thought. It's a really horrible thought. But God, but God, because you heard me say early on, I was messed up. I was messed up, but God, I'm certain someone prayed for me. I'm certain whether it was my mother, my grandmother, somebody prayed for me. Just keep praying. Just keep praying and never give up because he is in the miracle working business. So, and it's hard, it's hard to accept the fact that um, we've, most of us have had loved ones that we prayed about that we thought should still be here. We've, we just had every faith, all the faith that we could have to think God was going to deliver them, but it didn't happen the way we thought it was gonna happen, the way we thought it was gonna happen, because God is God. He does things the way he wants to do them. So in the same way, those unanswered prayers that I spoke of, the comfort, um, the protection. So when I became 
older and adult, I continue to ask God those questions. I still ask them, God, you promised to protect me, or God, you this. But now the only difference is when I'm asking him, it has a different connotation to it. Now when I say, God, you this, what I'm actually saying is, I trust you. I may not see it, it may not come to pass the way I want it to, but I trust you to do it. So when I was mature enough to learn that when I said, God, you promised to protect me, he said to me, Diana, I did. I protected your heart to continue to love me and others who mistreated you. He protected me. I could have been bitter. Bitterness and hope cannot coincide. They cannot coincide. So I feel like this was the pivotal point of, my mess, uh, of the moment in my life. And I'm going to spend a little time on this portion. When I um, sung in the choir, I often sung songs, God, you are all that I need. You're amazing. But I wanted proof. I didn't want to just sing the songs. I want to prove that that's really who he was. He was who he said he was. So I decided to say, well, I have my family here. I'm going to go somewhere where it's just you. You have to prove it to me. You have to prove to me that you're actually God. So I did just that. I decided to leave this state where, and go to a state where I knew no one else. Um, my, my conversation was just simply, Lord, show me where I was going to worship. I didn't have the sense to say, where am I going to work? Where am I going to eat? Where am I going to live? I didn't have that. But God is still God. So... I became, after about a, I went to Arizona, and after about a month, I became homeless. Hmm. And I had to seek out assistance through an agency to help me, including finding a job. Much, much more than that. Doesn't sound like much of a blessing, does it? Doesn't. Eventually, I worked, went to work for a school system assisting first and third graders how to navigate the computer. Shortly thereafter, the funding ran out. The position was terminated. Didn't sound like much of a blessing to me. So when the funding was dissolved, there was an option. I could either find another job or everyone on, in that position could move into a tutoring role. I can't read. How, should I, how can I move into a tutoring role? But I knew that was an opportunity for me to trust God. So I accepted the position. So what God did was he used those resources to, that I would use to teach the children to assist me in learning words and making out words and not just sight words. Start to figure out how to read. Remember when I said that um, I went to work for, I mean, I, I got help from an agency? Well, that was a part of God's plan. Because what happened was, I was a part of, the church I was a part of was Stephen Ministry. It's a ministry where you walk alongside an individual and help them through difficult times, through a transition in their life. So about a year after 
Um, I had stayed in close contact with the executive director for where I was getting assistance. She reached out to me and she said, would you like to come to work for us? I'm thinking, I don't have the skills. Anyway, I interviewed for the job. I didn't get the job. That was okay. That was part of God's plan. He was still allowing me to develop my reading and all that I needed for that particular job. A year later, she reached back out to me and she said, how about you try again? So I did and I got the job. So remember, I wanted to help people. So that job was assisting people with finding jobs. And you know, here today, I can't thank her enough because she knew I did not have the skills, but she knew I had the passion and the desire to make a difference. But, but God had it all planned. So I moved, I stayed there for like 10 years. I came back to Louisville and the same job, however though, I worked for a nonprofit organization in Arizona. I came back and I wanted that same job. So I went to work for the state. The state and nonprofit is completely different, okay? <laughs> completely different. But I knew going in, this is what, this is the God part, because I knew going in that it would be excruciating painful. I, I would tell my niece back there, I would tell Keisha, I cried literally for a year, probably more, every single day. But I wasn't crying because of the environment. I was crying because it is difficult for you to go from needing to learn things gradually to expeditiously. And sometimes that's when we feel like we're at in our life. We feel like we should be someplace when actually we're somewhere else. But God, because God, he could have given me all that information in an instant. But he had a plan. Whether that plan was for me to be more sympathetic with other individuals, whether that plan was just to tell my story, I don't know, but I trust him. He had a plan. So, again, I, I, this job, we tell people on our job all the time, if you have, you go for a job and it's asking for 10 qualifications and you have one, if you want the job, don't not apply, apply for the job. Apply for the job because that's where you put God into the equation. We're so, we're so used to our skills, our mental cap cap capability of doing things, and we leave God out. Remember, miracles happen every single day. Every single day. I know there are some of us in here that didn't think we was gonna make it, tried to take our own lives, or somebody tried to take our lives, but we're still here because God has a plan for us. Whether that plan is to encourage one another, whether that plan is to just walk alongside someone, he has a plan for us. So I really wasn't thrilled about speaking today, primarily because I needed this probably more than anyone else needed it. 
but I knew if I said yes to God, the sky's the limit. I know that he has a plan, so I just don't want to say no. Now, I don't have this faith thing figured out. Actually, I get it wrong more often than I get it right. But I hope that when I get it wrong, someone will encourage me. That's why we need to gather together to be encouraged. Because life is not pancakes, because I like pancakes, but life is not roses anymore. It's, it's, just, it's hard. So we need this time together. We need to be encouraged. The world says you should be this. You should be tall. You should be skinny. You should be this. God says, I made you who you are. Love yourself. Allow me to love you. Allow me to love you. And if I leave you with anything today, that's what I want you to leave you with. Allow God to love you. You don't have to check off all the boxes. As a matter of fact, you don't have to check off any box. I pray I don't, but I may go out of here today and cuss somebody out. I hope I don't. But no. But I'm just saying, that does not negate God's love for me. It does not negate, what we do does not negate God's love for us. Unconditional means just that. His love is unconditional. We need to encourage one another. We need one another. You may not need me, but I need you. I need you. <laughs> so I'll just end with just telling God how good he's been to us. Daddy. We love you so much, but I know not nearly as much as you love us. You're so good, even when we don't recognize it. Lord, thank you for positioning us in places to get fed, to grow. Lord, I thank you for one church that I constantly hear be who God created you to be. We don't have to have the same theology. We don't have to have the same anything. All we have to do is allow you to love us in the way that you want us to be loved. Lord, I ask that you would help us to not morph into what the world thinks we should be, but who you created us to be, so that we would have the freedom to just say, life is good, and then we get to be with you again. Life is good, God. Lord Jesus, I thank you as you interceded for me before this day ever came. Lord Holy Spirit, I thank you that you calmed my nerves. I thank you that you allowed my brothers and sisters to get here. I thank you for my brothers and sisters on Zoom. Lord, I pray that as we leave this place today, as we send out blessings, that we will feel blessed, that we will feel that we don't have to figure things out, that we can step out in faith, God, if that is a desire we have, and just trust you to do the rest. Just trust you, God. 
Lord, thank you that we don't have to have all the answers. The world requires so much of us, but you require so little. So little, God. You are a good, good father. You are a good, good father. And I praise you. I praise you for who you are. And I thank you. It's in the name of my Lord, my Savior, our Redeemer. I pray. Amen.